Life Audio. Hey, 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 everybody. Billy Yancey here. Welcome back to Billy and the Goat. I appreciate you carving out some time, some of your time, to spend with me. Question for you. Has your grandfather ever broken 10 of his ribs? Yeah, 10 ribs. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm Billy Yancey. Please hit the subscribe button while you're here so we can stay in touch. Back to the story. My grandfather is the late, great Maxie C. Robinson Sr. He was a legendary coach at Armstrong High School in Richmond, Virginia. Legendary. Yes. Now, some of you may think I am bragging on my grandfather and that's all I'm going to talk about you're half right I am bragging on my grandfather he was an extraordinary man coach teacher father grandfather husband mentor everything everything he was incredible he was an amazing coach he amassed 20 championships 10 district titles, 10 state titles in football, basketball, baseball, and track. Amazing. He was a running back in his day. I think they had leather helmets. They may not even have had helmets back then. He taught history. He was a mentor. He was an Ironman. They called him the Ironman because he went both ways in the football field, offense and defense, which was a really, really, really big deal. Back then, he was a semi-professional singer. His favorite song was they liked to sing was was Danny Boy. And probably the most important attribute or attributes about my grandfather was his faith, his spirituality. The subset of that would have been for him were values, character, and integrity. So the reason I brought him up is because years after he played football for Armstrong High School, and if those of you know or knew my grandfather, yes, their rivals at Armstrong High School was Maggie Walker. So yeah, that's the that's the Armstrong High School that you may have heard about, that you know about. In any event, 
wow. He was just, he was, just, my grandfather was, was, was just an extraordinary, extraordinary human being, man, coach, as I said before, who valued, values, character, and integrity. And many years after he stopped playing football, <clears throat> you know, he walked everywhere. He never drove. And it took him probably five minutes where he lived in, where they lived in, in Richmond, they live five minutes away from from the high school, from Armstrong, from Armstrong High School. In any event, he was refereeing a football game and got hit by one of the players and broke 10 of his ribs. So his walk all of a sudden went from five minutes to 45 minutes, you know, and they gave him, you know, the option to say, hey, you know, Coach Robinson, you know, why don't you take some time off? You need to rest. You know, stay at home. And he didn't. He got up every morning, took his 45-minute walk that was originally five minutes because it was so painful. He was in such discomfort. His mobility was diminished, if you will, because of the 10 broken ribs. And what's so amazing about this and why I brought it up is our topic for this week is responsibility. And he wasn't going to let, obviously, broken ribs stop him from fulfilling his responsibility to himself, to his family, to his students, to his kids, to his administration, to the school. He wasn't going to let an injury, 10 broken ribs, stop him from not fulfilling his responsibility. You know, responsibility is the state of being accountable. <clears throat> He's being accountable. I think it's important for all of us to think about that. You know, what are we accountable for? Who are we accountable to? Are you accountable to yourself? I'm going to touch on different situations in my life specifically doing this podcast doing this show to talk about different types of responsibility my grandfather legendary responsible man he lived and breathed a responsibility and he demanded it from not just his peers but especially from the kids that he was leading and coaching and the only way that you can truly expect or see or demand responsibility from those looking up to you and at you is if you have it yourself. And my grandfather 100% had responsibility. The next person that I'd like to talk about, showcase, <laughs> His name was Ed White, and I usually don't mention names, you know, specifically. But this I think was special. So I'm, I was at Naps, as some of you or many of you know. I went to the Naval Academy, and I went to the Naval Academy Preparatory School first the year before going into the academy. So Naps, especially if you the first 
summer at Naps was brutal. Believe me. Most of the kids that came to Naps were out of high school. There were a couple that were, there were, and I shouldn't say a couple, there was a small percentage, a handful, if you will, who were prior enlisted, either, you know, Marine Corps or Navy. So they had some, a couple years of experience before they got to Naps. And Ed White was one of those. He was a prior, he was prior enlisted. He was prior Marine Corps. And our platoon, 3-2-Zoo, we were, yeah, 3-2-Zoo, we got in trouble. Someone did something. And our council, the, the people who were, the, the, guy, the men and women that were in charge of us, who happened to be midshipmen at the Naval Academy, they were mad about something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but they were fired up because somebody did something and they wanted to know who did it, and they wanted to know now. And they had all of us right outside our rooms in our passageway. And they said, we want to know who did this. And if no one steps forward, then all of you, all of you are going to suffer. And, you know, none of us, I didn't know who did it. I know I didn't do it. My roommate didn't do it, whatever it was. And they asked one more time, who is it? And... Ed White stuck out his hand. And we're like, we couldn't believe that Ed would do something like that, but they, it was awful. You know, what he, what he went through, they PT'd the mess out of him, physical trained and push-ups, sit-ups, all kinds of stuff. It was just awful what he went through. And then come to find out, <laughs> you know, the guys in charge, the midshipmen in charge, asked him after they took him through all that you know why'd you do it and they they suspected that they couldn't believe that he did it but anyway it came out that he didn't in fact he didn't do it he took the hit for the company like he sacrificed himself he took responsibility for upon himself to take the heat off of us the other 30 of us. And ever since that day, I, I've, I mean, I've, I've held Ed White in high regard. He went on, you know, we both went up, went to the Naval Academy. I went Navy. He was Marine Corps, Marine Corps officer, did very well, just outstanding, amazing. And the way he, Ed, carried himself at NAPS, whether we were on the base or not, whether we're in school or not, Ed was just soft-spoken, direct, very friendly, kind, giving, loving, helpful. I mean, this guy, just amazing, amazing. Just, you know, the epitome of, of responsibility. The next person, several years later, this guy named Earl. We'll be right back. So several years later, <clears throat> after I got out of the Navy, I was personal training at a gym. And uh, as you know, I was, I mean, I had gotten into bodybuilding and I was doing some, some, I was doing some drugs. I was doing steroids and I had some clients 
and a couple athletes, but mostly people who were just trying to get in shape, who were professionals or what have you. And I have one athlete, a baseball player, his name's Earl. And he had been playing baseball competitively really, really good. And I think Earl's a pitcher. Yeah, he pitched. And he wanted, you know, he wanted to get back into the game. He wanted, he wanted to play pro ball. And he thought he needed, he thought he needed a, a jump start. He needed some help. He needed, he thought drugs was the way to do it. And he asked me to help him out. And I said, sure, sure, I'll help you out. And so I brought in a, some tablets for him in a, in this, you know, I put them in a pill box. I gave it to him. I said, look, you know, take one a day for 30 days. And, you know, his weight started going up. He's getting stronger. His legs was getting stronger. Everything he just felt more powerful, upbeat. He felt better on the on the baseball field. So his confidence, I mean, all these things are happening, right? He's just, just getting stronger, just in all aspects, um, in and out of the gym, on and off of the field. And, you know, at the end of the 30 days, he was really thankful to me because he had achieved his goal and he was going forward and he was going to be playing baseball and get back attached to the team and just be out there and just, man, he was pumped up, fired up. And, you know, before he left, I said, Earl, I gotta, I gotta tell you something. That wasn't steroids. Those were caffeine tablets. And he was like, (laughs) what? I said, yeah, man, I couldn't, you know, despite my bad habits, you know, I know you have goals. I've always believed in you. You know, you don't need drugs. That's not the route you should take. It's not necessary. And look at you. You know, look where you are. You attained your goals. You achieved your goals. And you're going to be fine. Drug free, which is where it should be. And I brought that story up. I was very special to me because I was able to help someone. I was able to help Earl achieve his goals without making the decision that I decided to make, you know, during that time period. And that's, you know, 100% has everything to do with being responsible. Now, I wasn't the most responsible person in other aspects of my life, but when it came to that, I stayed the course, especially for this young man. And as I said before, as I stated before, it's about being accountable. You know, even when you're not making the best decisions or choices for yourself, you have to keep others in regard as well. You know, what's the best for them? You know, what's best for you is not always going to be the best for someone else outside of you, which is very, very important. Our scripture today is Matthew chapter 5, verse 33. Again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not break your oath, but fulfill to the Lord the vows you have made. So important. So important. We must fulfill to the Lord the vows the Ten Commandments, the rules, what God wants for us to do, the way to act, 
the way to be, the way, the way to live life, the way to live with others, love others, respect others, forgive others. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. We can't break our oath to our, to our God, to ourselves, to our family, to our friends. Don't ever break your oath. I take my, my, myself as being a father and being a responsible father <clears throat> to my son, particularly, specifically to William, for always being here for him. The dad, you know, the comforter, security, protector, leader, being accountable to his needs, concerns, health, living. That means everything to me that I'm able to provide for William in this capacity of being accountable, of being responsible, of being, having, picking him up <laughs> one time, you know, from school or, or, or wherever. <clears throat> I mean, how many times have you heard a child was forgotten about at school because mom and dad forgot to pick him up? I've never been that person. But that is, that, that is very meaningful for me and hopefully it's meaningful to you as a parent, mom or dad, it's so important for us, for you as Christians to maintain accountability and be responsible, not just to your kids and to yourself, but most importantly, to God, the almighty. It is our duty, our job, our responsibility to be responsible we are summoned. God has summoned us, called us, expects us to be responsible. Whether we're a legendary coach like my grandfather, up-and-coming military man or woman, rising athlete, mother or father, we are expected, we are called to be responsible, to do God's will. Don't break the oath fulfill to the Lord the vows you we have made so so important thank you for joining me today next week interviews start I'm going to be interviewing some guests talking about anxiety and stresses and ways they've been able to battle through stressed through Christ. Thanks again for joining me. God bless. Allow me to take a moment to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and much, much more. Feeling stressed? Let's take better care of you. I'm Bonnie Gray, the host of Breathe, the Stress Less Podcast. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.